Some of the topics discussed on Blackbird, an advocacy podcast, may be difficult to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to episode 41 of Blackbird. Wow, Blackbird's getting old. Right? What an old gender neutral podcast (laughs) we have here. We got to start thinking about what we want to do for 50. Oh, Cause it's coming up quickly now. That's like diamond, I think. Oh, okay. I'll look that up. I'll see. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Maybe that's like seventy-five. I don't know. It might be a hundred. One thousand. That's up there. No, isn't one like paper? I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we got to think about what we're doing for fifty. Well, anyway, I am your host Sarah, and of course, with me, as you heard already, is. Dan. Hello there. We are finally getting out of winter. <laughs> Yay. It's a beautiful day outside today, and we cannot be more excited because winter is over in one month. <laughs> yeah, it's been literally two straight weeks of snow. Two, yeah. This has been like one of the weirdest winters we've ever had. The funny thing is, this is how winters on Long Island used to be when yeah. we were kids. Yes. Yeah. And then for the last 25 years, they've been like one big snowstorm mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. So this has been like the way the way we grew up. This is where our winters used to be, where we yeah. have two weeks of snow on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we were kids, we yeah. had a lot of snow days. Yeah. I remember playing in the snow constantly. Lot. Lots of sledding. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you're right. It, it kind of took a dive for a little while and now we're back to the old the old yeah. days but um i'm tired of it yeah i'm ready for <laughs> it's so pretty to look at but it's just we can't go outside it's just it's too cold and idiots drive like super idiots oh well yeah there's that the too i mean so it just makes everything a pain in the butt if you've ever driven on long island ugh, you you know that it's it's a nightmare it's an absolute nightmare um the traffic isn't as bad as, like, L.A., but, like, no. the idiot drivers are just as bad as, like, Boston. Yeah. <laughs> so we, 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 have, we have fun times on the road here. All right. So let's, uh, let's get into today's case. Should be a, a, a short-ish episode. Um, but, again... As we always say, the cases that we cover are incredibly important for so many reasons. And, you know, today's case is no different. And uh, we'll we'll talk about at the end why this is such an important case and uh, what we hope can be taken from this and uh, and what can hopefully change because of cases like this. So here we go. 18-year-old Alyssa May Nosita was a fun-loving, beautiful young woman who had her whole life ahead of her. She had just gotten her driver license, like how I said driver license, (laughs) and had just gotten her dream job at Safeway, and by all accounts was a social butterfly. Everyone loved Alyssa, and it was hard not to. She was vibrant, compassionate, kind, and genuine. But on the night of February 3rd, 
2018, Alyssa's mother, Gina Pearson, could not get into contact with her. And she was usually extremely social. She had just gotten a new iPhone for Christmas, so it was very strange to not be able to get a response back. Alyssa had gone to a party that night in Martha Lake, Washington. Gina had called and texted Alyssa around 10.15 p.m., but was receiving no answer. One text asked, quote, be careful. Do you know the person you're with very well? Gina ended up falling asleep, but awoke hours later expecting she may have a reply from her daughter. Unfortunately, she did not. So around 2.30 a.m., February 4th, she texted again. Quote, why is your phone off? Call me, please. I want to know you're okay. Please be safe. On February 3rd, Alyssa ventured out to a party to meet up with friends and have a good time. According to court documents, while at the party, Alyssa partook in some drugs supplied by 20-year-old Brian Varela. And he is quickly going to become human garbage. She collapsed almost immediately after ingesting liquid marijuana and Percocet, according to Varela. Jesus. Reports later showed that Alyssa had fentanyl and a generic form of Xanax in her system. Holy crap. Varela told police that Alyssa had, quote, done a fat line and that she seemed really out of it while he raped her. Of course. He then took photos of a dying Alyssa, who was half nude, and sent them to friends with messages like, quote, LOL, I think she OD'd, still breathing. Wow. Maybe you should text 911. Yeah. One friend responded with, quote, she looks dead. And another said, quote, bro, you killed her. Not once did Varela attempt to help Alyssa or call for assistance. Instead, he played some online games and went to sleep. Upon waking up the next morning, he found Alyssa dead her lips blue, her body cold. His roommate checked her pulse but felt nothing and advised Varela to call the police. He did not. Alyssa indeed did overdose the night before in front of Varela's eyes while he raped her. Wow. Piece of garbage. Not only is he, like, just absolute steaming pile of trash, but why did none of the other people that were yeah. getting these messages or seeing this all happening calling the police? Yeah. I, I, the roommate? Like, this is your own home. Wouldn't you want to make right. sure that you're not... Accessory to murder? Right. <laughs> Like, 
I, I get maybe, you know, if there's a text message, like maybe the friends are like, oh, ha ha ha, you know, I don't know for sure if this is really this situation that you're telling me it is. But like, you know, who knows for sure? Any empty. Well, right. <laughs> Call yeah, one of yeah. them and they'll let you know. Right. No, she's fine. Right. Or no, she's dead now. Call a lawyer. And like, you don't, you can do it anonymously. Your right. friend doesn't have to know that you're the one who's ratting right. him out that he just killed somebody. Right. Like, call the cops and be like, hey, I just got this weird picture. This is the location. I don't know what's going on. Can you do a well check? Yep. Done. You don't have to give your name. You don't have to give your number. You just hang up. Yeah. At least now the dispatcher can take care of it and figure out if they need to send police, EMT, fire, whoever it is. And then if they do send EMTs, they'll figure out if she's dead or alive. But absolutely no one in this entire scenario attempted to help Alyssa. Now, I'm I'm not sure where the party was in relation to, like, his apartment. I don't know. Or house or whatever it was. There, I was seeing two different towns, but I don't know how, like, close they are in proximity to one another or if those towns are... You know, I'm not from Washington State, so like I don't know how those the towns work in other states. Sometimes they they maybe it's like a smaller part of a different state, a different town, or whatever. I don't know whose party it was, so like I don't know if the party was at his house, and like everybody left, and then she remained right, was still there, or maybe she was so effed up from the drugs. She probably wanted to go two hours prior, but she was passed out or right. just didn't understand what was happening. Or the party was somewhere else and he took her back to right. his house. Like, I don't right. know the circumstances surrounding how she ended up at his home at that point. But, I mean, no one else was able to notice that this girl was completely just, like, obliterated. And he's saying that she was on Percocet. And marijuana. And she was found with fentanyl and Xanax in her system. Yeah, that's a lot of drugs. Yes. And that's a lot of drugs that have that can interact with one another. Right. And we have to wonder, too, was the marijuana leased? Right. So did the marijuana have the fentanyl and the Xanax? Yeah, probably. It could have, right. Probably the fentanyl. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, like, there's so many different like did someone uh, did anyone else take the drugs that night and right. nobody else was feeling any sort of weird effects from from it like it, it just that's a lethal combination that's a lethal combination oh yeah. oh yeah um i mean fentanyl to begin with is not something you you mess around with no i'm pretty sure it's like the deadliest drug on the streets right now i'm yes, pretty sure fentanyl kills more people than any other drug right it, now including heroin it does which held that crown for a long time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it, it's it's not something you want to screw around with. It's not something that you should be just taking lightly. So the fact that, you know, she may not have even known. She may have thought, hey, I'm just taking a hit of, of some marijuana. Right. And not have known that something was in it. Right. And, you know. And then she basically blacked out. Right. Or browned out. And then just took whatever else was offered to her, having no idea how desperate her situation was. Exactly. Exactly. 
And then while she was overdosing, he decided right. he was going to just have sex with her. Well, yeah, because it's the easiest time. You might as well, right? Cool. Great. That's just, that's exactly what should happen at that moment. Which is pathetic. Call, call the police or... Get my nut off. Hmm. Like, you can do that legally. Just go on your computer, find some porn. <laughs> you could take care of that yourself yeah. without harming anybody or going to jail or committing a murder. Correct. Like, I don't understand what what the attraction is to having sex with an unconscious person. How is that any better? They're not doing anything. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. What's the point? Yeah, I... I... <sighs> Are you just that pathetic that you can't get it in any other way? Quite possibly. Then you need to accept that you're pathetic and improve yourself. Yeah, figure out what's going wrong in your life. Why are you a piece of garbage? That makes you not be able to get women or men or whoever it is that you want to have sex with. Right. And yeah, fix that. I mean, clearly he was a piece of garbage. So, so, I mean, you know, he was also hideous. So Yeah, so that makes sense. Or is, I should say. He's He's still with us. She is gone, but he's still here on this earth. Of course. Piece of trash. So after executing a search warrant for Varela's home, police found Alyssa's body in a plastic crate later that day. Oh, mind you, after he found her uh, dead in his bed and asked the roommate to check her, and the roommate was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she has no pulse. You should call the police. Yeah, he decided, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put her body in a plastic crate and then go to work. Wow. So, like, he just, like, went to work that day as if nothing happened. Wow. Yeah. So, after finding Alyssa's body, Varela was arrested. When speaking with investigators, Varela said he did not know if Alyssa was alive while he raped her. And court records show that Varela had actually told a friend, quote, she died having sex with me. So you did know. So you knew. So you perjured yourself. So what? Right. Okay. He also told police that after he had gotten home from work that day, he had planned to bury Alyssa with onions in order to mask the odor. Okay. I'm pretty sure that doesn't work. No. Not unless you get like 500 pounds of onions. He's clearly not the brightest bulb. But then uh, also when the police dog comes, the police dog is still going to freak out because it's smelling 500 pounds of onions. Exactly. And they're like, that's weird. Six inches under your backyard is a bunch of onions. I wonder what's under the onions. Mm -hmm. And you're still going to go to jail for murder. Mm -hmm. Yep. Idiot. Yep. He also explained to detectives that after she died... He used her thumb to unlock her phone and sent text messages to make it appear as if she had run away. A search of his Google history also found that he had searched for, quote, what to do if someone overdoses on perks. What do you think the top result was? Call 911. Correct. What do you think he did? Not call 911. Correct. Yeah. So he Googles it. Gets the answer. And goes, meh. And still is like, I don't I don't think that's the right one. Right. I don't like that one. I'm just going to leave her here and go to work. Yeah. And here's the thing. If this ever happens to you, 
I understand that you're going to get into some kind of trouble for taking the person to the emergency room or calling 911, but it is going to be infinitely better for you than if you do what he did. Because even if he didn't intend to kill her, he's going to jail now for murder. Right. That's a, that's a certainty. Whereas if he had called 911 or brought her to, if he had brought her to an emergency room and then stayed there, yes, there's going to be questions. He's probably going to get arrested, not necessarily charged, but he can explain the story. He can spin it. I'm not, I'm not giving him a way out because he's a piece of garbage, but he could potentially spin it so it looks a little bit better for him. Oh, you know, she was conscious. She asked me for all the drugs. I even warned her. I said, oh, that's a lot of drugs. Anyways, I digress a little bit. The point is, call 911. Yeah. Or take people to the emergency room when they're when they're in a situation like this. Because not only is it the right thing to do, but it's much, much, much better for you. You're yeah. not going to save yourself by burying the person in onions. <laughs> Correct. That by, is not by, going to help you. By raping the person and then burying her with onions. Right. Yes. Right. Um... I don't know what Washington state's law is on this, but some states have a good Samaritan law where if you drop someone off at the hospital, if they are o ODing, no questions asked. Right. So. And the doctors and the EMTs are never going to like chase you down and tackle you. Nope. The worst thing that happens to you is that there happens to be a police officer there and the police officer Attempts to detain you. Right. But like I said, you can explain the situation. You can even lie. I'm not saying bad people should lie. You should all tell the truth and burn in, and burn in hell. But you could potentially even lie to the police officer. Right. And I don't know what happened, man. I wasn't even doing drugs. This girl just showed up and I thought she needed help. I'm a hero. Yeah. Right. It's always better Come to take them the to the hospital. Right. I don't want that to happen to this guy. I hope he burns in hell. So instead of calling the police, as he should have, Varela just left Alyssa to die. Furthermore, he said he raped Alyssa, quote, to pass the time. Wow. Yeah. Human garbage. Yeah. Varela was ultimately charged with first degree manslaughter, second degree rape and unlawful disposal of remains. He took a plea deal in order to avoid a trial. And now the fun part. Can you guess what his sentence oh, ended up being? Me, don't even tell me he got like a year. No, no. A little more than a year. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> 25 to life. Yeah, no possibility right. of parole. Right? <laughs> awesome. What no, no. Get? No, he got two years, ten months. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. Two so years. that's really not even going to cost him much. Ten months. No. He'll be 23 years old. He'll have his whole life ahead of him. Yep. And in that case, uh, if it's that short a sentence, he's probably just going to he's, jail. He's not going to prison. Right. Um, so, you know, and I'm not saying that jail is like a vacation, but compared to prison, yeah. it's a vacation. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can still get like shanked in jail and stuff, but like you more so are just like making buddies with people and working out. 
Yeah, the federal prison system is is no joke. That's where that's where all people who commit violent crimes should go for yeah. the rest of their lives. Correct. Or at least a lot of their lives. A lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah. So he he gave drugs that were probably laced with lethal doses of fentanyl and you know other junk to a young girl ended up ended up killing her for with that raped her knew he was raping her right knew she was unconscious knew she may have actually been dead at the time well, that he was raping she was. her she sent, he sent the text message and said she died she died while, while i was having, having sex yeah, mm-hmm. which by the way you weren't having sex at that point oh no no no, no 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 that is not correct yep mm-hmm. yep yep there is a very big difference between sex and rape they right. are not the same thing they are both intercourse but they are not right. the same thi- sex is not non-consensual right sex is consensual right. rape is non-consensual what he did was rape did not have sex he got less than three years. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Less than three years. And since he's such a little bitch, he'll probably technically be a good prisoner and he'll probably get out early too. Yeah. Uh, my only hope, my only hope is that all the stories that I've heard about going to prison as a rapist being like one of the worst things you can be are true. And that very bad things will happen to him. Yeah. So, right. They they say that being a rapist or being child a molester. child predator, yes, are, uh, the, are the worst things that you, you can be in in jail, prison, wherever. I don't know. Um, I'm really hoping that we can have uh, Dan's brother-in-law on at some point because he is a CO in one of our local jails. And I would I really want to have him on to, like, talk to him about the way that things really go down in jails and, and how much the statistics ha- are seen in, in his specific arena. Um, I, I, you know, I'm really still trying to get him. Mm. He dislikes me a great deal. So it's going <laughs> to, it's no. going <laughs> to take a lot of coaxing to get him on the podcast. They have a love hate relationship. It's true. It's more mostly hate. Um, there's like a little bit of love around our birthdays, but that's about, <laughs> that's about it. Otherwise, it's pretty much hate. So Judge Linda Cressy, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. If I'm not, please C-R-E-C-Y? tell me. It's, it's K-R-E-S-E. Crease? Crissy? Cressy? Crease? Sounds German or Germanic. Yeah. I would say like. Well, yeah, K-R especially. Yeah. So what? I, w- I would say it probably sounds like Porsche. It's probably like Krusha. Krusha? Krusha. Okay, we're going to make her fancy. I don't know. We're going to make her fancy. <laughs> Judge Linda Krusha <laughs> said that she herself is appalled by the sentencing. Um, she's the one who sentenced him. And uh, I'll explain why that sentence was what it was. Um, Varela had no prior record. Um, and due to the Sentencing Reform Act of 1981, uh, Judge Kresha mm-hmm. was stuck in a situation by which she was surprised. She said specifically she was surprised and outraged. The Sentencing Reform Act does not allow judges much discretion in sentencing perpetrators. In fact, it was set out to make sentences more uniform. 
So a reform act from 1981 is still in effect to tell judges, no, no, you just go by what the book says here and that's it. So she was stuck. Right. She couldn't do anything. She had no discretion. She couldn't decide on her own what she was going to sentence him to. That was the max he could get. That's what he got. That seems ridiculous. For yes. for multiple reasons. A, it's a 40-year-old reform. Also, it sounds like it was never quite finalized. They just said, yeah, good enough. Let's do some coke. I mean, it was 1981. Yeah. yeah. Three, wh- the whole point of a judge is to allow leeway in sentencing. Mm-hmm. Or that's, that's the second point. The first point is that the judge enforces the procedure, the criminal or civil procedure in the case. Correct. And then, but two is the judge is the one who decides on sentencing. Correct. So, come on. And in this case, <sighs> there was no trial. So, the judge's... That's their her only purpose. whole reason of being right. in that case right. was to sentence. And then finally, so this reform says that manslaughter gives you a maximum of three years for manslaughter, for making a person dead intentionally and raping right and yes and the rape too so in so, in combination manslaughter and rape somehow only adds up to two years and ten months correct correct how, and, how and, you, and he had who wrote the other, that who wrote that book that's what i want to know i know he who had that other in, charge there too so like yeah. it, it, right so none that was, of, i mean improper disposal of remains none of it made sense none yeah, of it made sense doesn't make any sense you know what what's proper disposal of remains <laughs> burial in a certified cemetery by you know a certified undertaker and all that right. stuff right but if you're not the undertaker it's not proper right period. <laughs> right it's just anyway that's what they're saying if you're like out in the woods and you know you chop your own trees for firewood and hunt your own deer for dinner and whatever you're still theoretically supposed to have a coroner come out when grandpappy dies but if you just bury grandpappy out in the old, old out in the old field, right. that's technically improper disposal of a body. Right. Yes. Correct. I'm sure 99.99999% of the time nobody gets charged with it, but theoretically, according to the letter of the law, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So in, in my personal opinion, and I, I've written papers on this, and I've probably talked about it on the podcast, sentences should be based on the case at hand and should be a case-by-case basis. It should not be based on arbitrary laws that say all perpetrators are the same if they commit similar crimes. Right. I mean, we always say the classic example of someone who, like, robs a liquor store because their kid can't get medicine and is dying. Uh, You know, yes, you committed a crime and you should suffer some kind of punishment. But that guy should get a lighter sentence than the idiot who just wanted to hurt people and steal stuff. Right. And that's what... um that's what sentencing hearings are kind of for. Sentencing hearings are where the victim impact statements come into play. And so that's the point where you get, you know, the family members or 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 the victim themselves, if the victim is still alive, to say, this is how it's impacted my life. This is why I think this person should get sentenced to whatever it is. In this case, there was nothing like that because of this Reform Act, because of this whole, it's only this way or no way. There's there's no reason to have a victim impact statement come into play or anybody come into play other than the arbitrary law that was written 40 years ago. So how is that fair? 
How is that fair to anybody in this case? I mean, of course, you know, Varela probably doesn't even think it's fair because he's probably like, I shouldn't have even been going to jail in the first place. I didn't know she was going to die. I didn't know she was dead. I was just hanging out. But like, how is this fair for her family? Right. How is this fair for the justice system to say to society, you're going to be punished for crimes? That's part of why we have the justice system to tell people in society, if you commit this crime, you're going to be punished X, Y, and Z. Right. We've talked about this before. The whole point of a criminal justice system is supposed to be to prevent crime. It's not supposed to be about punishment. It's supposed to be about prevention. If you actually think that there should be an entire country with hundreds of millions of people in it who design a justice system just to punish people, then you're a bad person. You should never want people to be punished. As much as I was one who was just saying, I hope this kid burns in hell. Yeah, we're all a little bit bad people, let's be honest. We're all just monkeys pounding on our chests at some point. But we shouldn't institutionally just want to do harm. We should institutionally want to prevent harm. Correct. So the whole point of the criminal justice system is that it's supposed to be designed to prevent the commission of criminal acts. So that you think, oh yeah, I'm going to do this thing, but it's not worth three years in jail, you know, and that's the whole point of sentencing too. It's not that like, oh, you're a bad enough person to need three years in jail. It's that if the sentence was six months, you might decide to do the thing anyway. You know, if, if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I'm going to pay you $10,000 to kill this person. And you think, hmm, I could go to jail for the rest of my life. It's not worth 10 grand. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, if the sentence for murder is six months, you'll think, yeah, sure. Yep. I'll, I'll take six months out of my life and make 10 grand. Yep. That sounds great. That's why when there are crimes that, you know, like misdemeanors or, or violations that you just have to pay a fine for, that's why so many people continue to commit them. Right. Because either A, they're not paying the fines at all and they're just racking all this up, which then eventually there will be a warrant out for their arrest for, <laughs> for unpaid whatever it is, or they're just paying it and they don't care. Like for, especially for like, you know, wealthy people, like if right. they have a $500 yep. fine for something, it means nothing to them. And They'll just keep paying that $500 fine and keep committing whatever crime it is. Yeah. And that's an endemic problem amongst celebrities right now is they have the money to just get away with stuff. So they do. And I mean, this is not new. I'm not educating anyone here. This is something that everyone has known for decades, but we're just not fixing it. No, no. You know, so, I, I actually work with a guy who told me once that he used to uh, take the HOV lane every single day by himself because he figured if I can get away with it for five years and then get the ticket, it's worth it. I'll pay the couple of hundred bucks for the ticket to get the five years of free lane access. Right. Of the, so of clearly yeah. that penalty was not significant enough exactly. because if you can do it for five years, it's worth it. Exactly. You pay 500 bucks for a five year solo lane pass sure yep exactly so the fact that the criminal justice system is telling people who commit crimes like this that it's okay you're just gonna be right. in jail for you know i you know we keep coming I, I will forever come back to brock turner forever because that it to me is like the epitome of what's wrong with sexual assault cases the fact that that guy got six months and then actually got out in three because of good behavior. Yeah. I don't give a shit that you were good in jail. You were not good when you were out of jail. You don't you you don't have good behavior. Right. You don't behave well. 
Right. You should not be let out. You shouldn't have even had a six-month sentence. It right. should have been way longer. But that's my point. It's just telling people that if you do what he did, right. you're only going to get three months in jail, and that's not, that's nothing. That's yeah. nothing. And here's the thing, too. You know, coming back to the thing about, like, driving in the HOV lane, it's not like you get a $500 fine every time you do it. You get to do it for years. Yeah. So, like, Brock Turner, who knows how many other times he did that? Correct. And with this douchebag, who knows how many other times he did that? Exactly. Got girls completely fucked up. Yep. Had raped them. Yep. And maybe they just didn't die. Or maybe they have died and he just got away with it a few times. Or yep. maybe they didn't die and they just... They blacked they were, they out were just so like, badly they didn't even know it happened. Yeah, they just stumbled their way home and figured, oh, my bad, I shouldn't have done those things at that party. Yep. He could have been doing this for the last five years. Absol- he's 20 years old. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, three years, but you get to do a bunch of drugs and rape a bunch of young women yeah. for five years. And he'll to be- some people, that sounds like a great deal. He'll be out in t- at 23. So he'll be able to right. continue doing this. Yep. Varela was sentenced in November of 2018. So, by my math, he is set to be released in September of this year. If he doesn't get out earlier for something dumb like COVID or good behavior. So, let's hope that he doesn't. And then um, maybe, like, that's the thing. I don't even want him to get out and, like, commit a crime again for him to go back in and stay there. Like, I, I hope that he gets out and he is actually... Reformed. Yeah. But like the again, the fact that he is only there for three years is not justice for for Alyssa or for her family. Right. So with that, we need new laws, <laughs> especially apparently in Washington State. So I'm telling you guys, as we say in a lot of our episodes, lobby, call your legislators, speak to your DAs. We need to do better for victims of these heinous crimes. We need to give families the justice they need and deserve. We need to be harder on criminals and take every case on its own merits, not on what a reform act from 1981 says is proper in today's legal system. Times have changed. Laws should change. Period. Yeah, we have one of the largest governments in the world. The fact that legislation goes 40 years without being revised is ridiculous. Yep. Yep. We absolutely 100% need to do better. We That's it. That's, that's it. We need to do better. So, again, we needed to tell this case because we need to get everybody out there understanding that laws especially pertaining to sexual assault are not strict enough and we need to figure out how to get them to be more strict so again if you are in washington state figure out what the hell is going on with this legislation and speak to your your congress people your politicians the people who are in charge of making change that's what they are there for. They are there to listen to you as their constituents to make change, to progress your community forward and make your community a safer and better place. So your voice is what gives them their power. They have no power other than 
from what we as their constituents give them. That's the point of having these people as our representatives. That's why we elect them into the positions that they're in. So if you don't speak up, they're not going to know that these things are affecting their communities so greatly. They can only do so much. They can only see so much. And usually from their, you know, high towers, they, they have no idea what's actually going on. So they, they, need, they need us to speak up and tell them what, what we need to see changed. So if you are in a state that has crap legislation when it comes to these kinds of things, go talk to your legislators, period. Go talk to your local district attorneys, your prosecutors, figure out what the hell's going on and how you can change it, how you can get it to be fixed. And don't stop until you are satisfied with the change. And yeah, it can take a very long time because it is government and everything in government takes like 20,000 years to actually get accomplished. But it's a start. So speak up, voice your opinions and let let them know that things need to be changed and you are not satisfied with what the current laws are. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> talk to your friends, you know, get you've got to get more voices behind it too. Cause like, look, if one voice, yeah. Okay, great. I'm, I'm proud of you that you're going to try to make this change with your one voice, but one voice is only one voice. Try to get five voices, try to get 10 voices, try to get 10,000 voices. Talk to your friends, talk to your coworkers, talk to your family about this stuff and be reasonable and logical and concise about it. Don't just be like, oh, this person's an a-hole. That person's an a-hole. This policy is whatever. Like explain to people. And when you when you happen to just be talking to people and you notice that they have a, a contrary opinion to yours, have a logical conversation about that. Why do you think that? Why do you think that... Uh, that sentences for rape are too harsh and let them try to explain to you why that is because they're not going to be able to because they're wrong and you're right but you know have a logical conversation with as many people as you can about the things that you're passionate about yeah don't yell at them don't insult them and don't just say well we need it because we need it explain to them why right because like we just said this guy gets away with this and only does this this amount of time he's he's he may decide it's not worth it again, or he may decide it's worth it again. Yep. I guarantee if he went to jail for 25 years, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't think it's worth it again. So, you know, regardless of what it is, whether it's, you know, whatever law that you think is not correct and needs to be reformed, discuss it with people and explain your position. Yep. And if you do it right, they'll have no choice but to be like, all right, yeah, okay, I get it. And And do that as much as you can. And get involved in local politics if you can. Write to your senators, write to your district attorneys, like Sarah said, whoever it is. Get involved. And you don't have to dedicate your whole life to it. I mean, if you do, great. But you don't have to dedicate your whole life to it. Just yeah. take an hour on a Saturday once a month or twice a month or whatever. You don't even have to do that much. Um, especially right now with COVID, you know, we we don't yeah. necessarily want you to go out, you know, door to door telling people that you want this this change. Um create a change.org petition position. I mean, it's a position. So create a change.org petition. And it's, it's, that's exactly a way that Dan is saying you can get your point out there. 
So you can put in the description why exactly you think that these changes need to happen. And then you can just send that out. And, you know, social media is so influential. You can email that to people. You can you can put it on your social media. You can put the links everywhere. I mean, make a TikTok video that, you know, with all the little words. That's what people are doing now. I'm old. I don't do TikTok. Um, they're like, it's them. But then they like have words popping up everywhere and they like point to it to like show everyone because people apparently are visual now. They don't, nobody reads. Yes. <laughs> people just want to watch videos. Um, so, you know, do something like that. Make a fun little video that says, you know, this has to happen and this is why and go to my change.org petition website and sign it. And it takes, I don't know, like two minutes for somebody to sign a petition on change.org. Um, it's super, super fast. And it gets the point across. And you can disseminate it to so many people. So you can go outside of your own community and get people all over your state, all over the country to sign this petition. And then when you get however many signatures you want to get, you can then bring that to your legislators or your DAs and say, hey, listen, there's 200,000 people that signed this petition and think that this needs to be changed. Let's have a conversation. And then you can go forward from there. So exactly, Dan's point is exactly what needs to happen. The more voices, the better. And especially right now in COVID world, it is the best way to get the the amount of voices necessary to do something like a, a change.org petition. Yeah. What else are you going to do? You're sitting around anyways. Right. We're sitting around here doing nothing. We might as well have a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's it for this episode. Do you have any uh, any final words for, for this one? No, I think uh, I think I made all the points. Yeah, you know, we uh, things are only going to change <clears throat> if people change them. Yeah. Um, we're past the point where we can have revolutions. We just can't have revolutions anymore. Yeah. That's how we used to get things done yeah. back in my day, back in the eighteen hundreds <laughs> and the seventeen hundreds BC. Yes, Dan we is used that to have old. a revolution. We used to depose leaders, so we can't do that anymore. Um, so the only way that you're gonna get change is to is to the slow tedious grinding process of local and then regional bureaucracy right. but you've got to do it yeah. you've got to do it or you lose your right to complain right yes it's, it's you know true. because yeah. the thing that just irks me the most it, well the most is facebook when people get political on facebook you ain't doing shit that is a waste of time but it irks me too in the real world, when you see people standing around like, yeah, this thing sucks, that thing sucks, this person sucks, and yet none of them are doing anything about it. Right. You're just wasting your time. Yep. You're just wasting your time. Yep. Like, I know there's a lot of stupid crap in government that I would love to change, but I don't bitch about it because I don't get deeply involved because I've got other things to do. I've mm -hmm. got a family to support. But, <laughs> you know, y you've got to get involved. And it sucks, and it's going to be slow and grinding and tedious. But you've got to do it if if you really want change. If yep. you really want change, you've got to you've got to get involved. Absolutely. And you know, do this: have a podcast or or create a group on Facebook that specifically what? says this is what we're going to talk about. Don't just bitch on your friends' news feeds. That's not going to do anything. Right. That's just going to piss them off and then they're going to say something dumb and then you're going to arbitrarily stick to a position 
whether you've got evidence to back it up or not, and then you're going to piss them off, and then you're just going to yell at each other for a thousand posts, and 40 people are going to get drawn into it, and nothing's going to get done. Right. Yep. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's my final word. <laughs> All right. So if you or someone you know would like to share a story on Blackbird, you can email us at blackbirdadvocacy at gmail.com or you can message us on Instagram at Blackbird Advocacy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, or you can go to our bite size, B-Y-T-E-S-I-Z-E dot M-E slash Blackbird Advocacy and find all of our social media and all of our podcast platforms, as well as our merchandise. And we will be doing a live episode in March for PodVCon Spring Break. So stay tuned after this to hear the promo for that. It's a fun one. I like it. I'm part of it, so I like it. Um, but it will be held at facebook.com slash group slash PodVCon. Uh, or sorry, PodVCom, C-O-M-M. <laughs> Dino snoring. <laughs> um... <laughs> That is March 12th through 14th and 19th through 21st. A bunch of live podcasts and panel discussions and celebrity guests and fun times for spring break because we are not able to go anywhere because of COVID. Please stop traveling. Do not travel. Stay at home and travel around the globe with us via your computer. It's fun. We're going to go to places like California and Peru and Cape Town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of really cool areas that podcasters are coming from. So, again, just listen to the promo and you'll get all the info for that. And uh, until next time, stay safe, be aware of your surroundings, and social distance. And get your vaccination. And wash your hands. And wear a mask. Don't spit on other people. Yeah. No spitting. No spitting. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye. Spring break may be a little bit different this year, but it doesn't mean that we have to give up the activities that we love. PodVCon Spring Break will give you all the spring break vibes without having to leave your home. March 12th through the 14th and March 19th through the 21st. Two whole weekends of traveling the globe with some of the best podcasters around. And the best part is, it's totally free. Travel with us without paying a dime. Live broadcasts, music, celebrity guests. What more could you want from spring break? The only way to travel is by being a member of the PodVCom Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash groups slash PodVCom. Grab a drink, pull up your favorite lawn chair, and join us from the comfort of your own home or backyard or balcony or kiddie pool. So don't miss out. Join the group today for Pod VCon Spring Break, March 12th to the 14th and 19th to the 21st. Only at facebook.com backslash groups backslash Pod VCon. See you there.